It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Tuesday. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Tuesday, November 29th. M&M Carnage Highline. Oh, there it is. There it is. I'm not a soccer guy. I'm not a football guy. I love college football and pro football. I just don't like it when you can't use your hands. I don't like that football. But it's today's the day. I don't care if you're a soccer fan or not. If the USA doesn't beat, and I want to say this right, Scooter, so make sure I get it right, Iran today, throw all your soccer stuff away. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen for the men's team. Women's different. For the men's team, we've heard it over and over and over. Every four years, Landon Donovan. Remember that guy? Oh, they're going to compete for the World Cup. No, they're not. And if they can't beat Iran today at 2 o'clock, it's over, Alice. It's not going to happen. Ever. I don't know if I'll be alive in four years for the next World Cup. With my stress level, it's highly unlikely. But you get on this, it's like the Olympics, right? Olympic curling. I was the biggest curling fan in the world for a week and a half. Nobody cares. Nobody in the United States other than MLS cities, and I hate to say this because Lou City loves them some football. Bless you, Nick. Nick Roush in studio. I don't know why, but he's here. <laughs> I don't know, you know, I'm not a soccer guy. I don't understand it. I don't like it. It's boring to me. I like baseball. People look at me and go, you're crazy. Baseball is the most boring sport on the planet. I respectfully disagree. But every four years, I'm sucked back in. Just like Olympic Luge and Epe and whatever else, other Olympic sport you can think of, Scooter. What was the second yeah. one you said? Epe? Epe. the heck is Epe? That's, uh, that's uh, fencing. It's there's, called Epe? Epe, yeah. There's uh, foil. You got uh, a bunch of different I've heard of foil. Kinds, yeah. And I don't, if you ever watch Epe or foil and they lunge and they get points, I don't know how that happened. I have no idea. Somebody's helmet light lights up red. That means they got stung by the uh, Epe. And uh, they get point. They get. They lose points. I don't know how it works. But you know what I do? I sit there and I watch it. You, you get should, a cooler beer, and I'm watching some some uh, fencing. You should probably know how it works if you're watching Sw- it. I, you should curling same way. I should probably know. I, I can kind of figure out curling. My rock knocks your rock out of the way, and I'm getting points. Yeah. Fairly simple. Closest to the center. Closest to the center. Yeah. Kind of like uh, uh, horseshoes, right? Correct. Roush is saying something. I got headphones on. I can't hear what he's saying. Scangarillo, out. Scangarillo. For sure. Just happened. Breaking. Rich Scangarillo out. Uh, isn't Mark Stoops under the knife today? Yeah. He went under surgery and then said, Rich, you're out of here. <laughs> so he got the anesthetic, didn't know he was actually talking out loud, and said, Scangarillo's fired. So Rich Scangarillo out as offensive coordinator for Kentucky football. I guess that supersedes uh, the World Cup. So uh, we'll talk more about that. All right, USA-Iran, 2 o'clock today. Look, I've been invested. 
I watched the entire Wales match. I watched the entire England match on wow. on Black Friday, nil nil, which bores me to death. <laughs> but I, I look, I had a, a red, white, and blue blanket sitting out on the deck watching soccer, and it was great. It was fun. Uh, I'm I'm pulling for my country, and you should do the same. So hit me with that USA again. To, oh, I already deleted it. Oh, it fired me up. Had me fired up. I'll get it back up. It's like Bellerman's playing Kentucky or something. Oh, wait a minute. Bellerman is playing Kentucky tonight. Louisville will also play Maryland. We'll talk about all of that. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 384-1450. 502-384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the soccer talk today. Yeah. The uh, Thornton's text line is open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your text in at that number. Right now you can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit or an egg, a steak and egg burrito or a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant along with any fountain drink, tea, fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottled soda. It's easy to do. You become a re- new Refreshing Rewards member, download the Thornton's app, register for Refreshing Rewards, earn your free breakfast on Thornton's today. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Phoenix Hill Richard says, The only time I watched soccer was when I lived in South Africa. The matches were awesome. Live events are awesome. Okay? If I was in Qatar, is that right? Scooter, help me out. Close. Yeah. If I was in Qatar or Qatar or whatever you want to call it, then I, I would probably feel 100%, 180 degrees differently. But I'm not. I'm sitting at home watching it on Fox, just like everybody, every other American. From what I've heard over there, th- count your blessings and, over here. And I'm not – you can't have a beer unless you're in the VIP section, oh, so no. I'm out. Um, it's like ice hockey to me. I'm not a huge ice hockey fan. I will watch the playoffs, NHL playoffs. The playoffs are great. But being at an NHL game – is so much different than watching it on TV. Oh, yeah. And I think soccer's the same way. Full disclosure, I've never been to a loose City game. What? Yeah, I know. I, I, I kind of hate myself a little bit because of that. John, those games are so fun. Because you I, have to go I to one I should go. I should support the team. I get it. Uh, and, you know, I told myself last year I'm going to get a press credential. During the pandemic, I actually put in for a press credential, and Jonathan Lintner was very, very magnanimous, said, look, we're not uh, – we're not doing that with the pandemic going on. We're going to have Zoom. You, you know, here, Here's the link to all the Zoom stuff before and after. He, I still get emails, <laughs> uh, press releases from Lou City FC. He was, he's been great. But I haven't gotten back around to saying, you know what, I need to, I need to go check these games out. I'm going to do it next year. I said that last year. The light show that plays when they score a goal is one of the coolest things ever. Like, all the lights light up purple and white and black, and it's just amazing. Can I see that if I just go over to the uh, skate park? Mm, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could go uh, do some. I think the back of the stadium probably blocks the skate park, I could do doesn't a little, it? Uh, do a little Tony Hawk stuff while I'm, <laughs> while I'm waiting to see the purple would, light show. would love to see that. Yeah, that is not pretty. <laughs> all right, NFL last night. Let's shift gears. Pittsburgh beat Indianapolis. The Colts... They were still bowl eligible, to put it in college football terms. They still had a shot at the playoffs. That's not a good division. Tennessee, my Titans are better than I thought they were going to be, but they even lost a home game to Cincinnati. The Colts had a shot to get back in it last night, and they spit the bit. 
they haven't had a quarterback since Andrew Luck. It's it's that simple. All they do is bring in retreads like Phillip Rivers, like Matt Ryan, and here we go again. He fumbled twice, lost one of them inside the five-yard line when he and Jonathan Taylor couldn't get a handoff together. Let's have 14 fumbles now. It's, cra- it's a crazy number. He threw an interception last night early in the game as well that led to a Pittsburgh score. Um, Steelers win it 24-17. You're you're a Steeler guy, of course. Scooter, Kenny Pickett. Do you believe? Do you not believe? I believe. Yeah. I mean, I th- I think even, he's done some really nice even things. With the little in his bitty hands. Rookie year. Yeah, I don't care about his hands. Even with those little Saturday Night Live uh, Kristen yeah. Wig hands yeah. waving around trying to <laughs> grip a football. Yeah, I'm fi- I'm fine with it. I mean, that's the thing. The Steelers have the core pieces that they need to be a good team moving forward. If Ke- Kenny doesn't even need to be. A world beater. I mean, he just needs Kenny. to. He you know, just, you're on first name basis. Yeah, absolutely. Kenny. But he just needs to be there, not turn the ball over, and the Steelers are going to be just fine. Twenty of twenty-eight last night, one seventy-four, three sacks, no interceptions, didn't throw a touchdown pass, didn't have to, uh, but he threw two great passes to Fryermuth last night mm-hmm. in in small windows in. Indianapolis territory, when he had to make the play, he did. The two-point conversion, he scrambles, hits uh, the rookie Pickens Pickens, in the back of the end zone with a two-point conversion. Very nice throw. Welcome back, Benny Snell, Kentucky fans. Welcome back, Benny Snell. 12 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown. You know how many carries he's got now this season? Uh, 12. 12. (laughs) Uh, Special teams guy for the most part. Comes in on passing downs uh, for Najee Harris, who uh, was obviously hurt, hurting last night before he even got into the game. Uh, it got worse, so uh, he he uh, gave way, and Benny Snell had a great night. Goodbye, Nick. Yeah. Nice seeing you. <laughs> I don't know what uh, am I am I being evaluated today? Does <laughs> does Dugan have have me being evaluated because he's sitting there typing on his laptop <laughs> laptop? And I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little. Self-conscious if, here. We couldn't tell you that if that was the case. I know. Wow. Uh, but Benny Snell was back last night. Matt Ryan, 22 of 34, 199, a touchdown, an interception, three sacks, a lost fumble. Jonathan Taylor, I thought he he ran wet hard, 20 carries, 86 yards, and a touchdown. But give the Steelers credit. They uh, Look, and I said this yesterday, and you weren't here yesterday, but I said I'm taking the Steelers and the points because it's Mike Tomlin against Jeff Saturday. And guess what happened at the end of that game? You had Troy Aikman and Joe Buck basically yelling, call timeout at Jeff Saturday. He went home with two timeouts in his pocket. And the second and long run from Matt Ryan, where he got three, two yards short of a first down, but he scrambled, had to run, that's when you call timeout. That's when you say, okay, it's third and two Matt Ryan just ran for his life. He needs a minute here. Let's call timeout. No, they don't. They get to the line of scrimmage, hand it off to Taylor for one-yard loss. Now they have to call timeout with 30 seconds left. It's fourth down. Time management was an issue yesterday for a rookie, no-experience head coach. And, look, you can say all you want about, well, there are people up in the booth telling him when to call timeout. He's got coaches on the sideline that are in charge of clock management. Jeff Saturday's the head coach. It's up to him. All right. When it all comes down to it and the game's over and the press room is open, who comes walking in and has to answer? Jeff Saturday. And he said after the game, Oh, I, we had no problem with the time management. Yes, you did. You had a big problem because you needed a timeout before that third down play. 
You didn't take it. You lost a yard. Now it's fourth and three. You call the timeout, and now it's one play or game's over, and Pittsburgh's defense doesn't allow you to convert. I thought Jeff Saturday showed he, – he proved my point yesterday. Mike Tomlin versus Jeff Saturday. Mike Tomlin right now is going to win every time because he's coached, he's been through it, he knows what to expect. And Jeff Saturday looked like a rookie head coach who's now one and two. Is it just me, or does Jeff Saturday look like the kid from the Sandlot? Which one? The Ham, I think is his name. <laughs> the the curly oh, wow. one. Anybody else other than maybe Squints would not have been an insult. But Ham's an insult. I mean, it looks like Ham grew up and he turned oh, into man. Jeff Saturday. That's so all I can think of when I see him. So the Colts are now 4-7-1. and one. How did that team beat the Chiefs? <laughs> I'll never get that one. Four seven and one. In effect, they're out of the playoffs because Tennessee's seven and four. There's only one team coming out of that division going to the playoffs. You know who's playing as good as anybody in that division right now? Jacksonville. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, and we're going to talk more NFL as uh, this NFL Tuesday show goes on. Trevor Lawrence was great again on Sunday. Come from behind, win. We had two coaches on Sunday go for two at the end of the game to win. That's awesome. And, it, and they both won. Now, Jacksonville's not going anywhere. They're not going to the playoffs. That was an easy call for Doug Peterson. What's it matter? If we lose, we lose. It's a, all it does is help our draft pick if we lose. If we win, great. Everybody gets to celebrate. But Brandon Staley and the Chargers going for two um, against Arizona, that was a onion call there. You had to have – and I know the Chargers and Staley, they, they look at the analytics. They go for two a lot. I get that. But that time of the game, if you don't get that, that that's a playoff game for you if you're the Chargers. That's an absolute playoff game. And if you don't get it, man, it's, it's going to make December very difficult, very challenging to get into the playoffs. And that's, my, that's one of my Super Bowl teams, by the way, Chargers-Vikings, if you remember, mm-hmm. from August. That's a that's an unbelievable call, but we'll talk more about that. Uh, Steelers win it last night, twenty four seventeen. They're four and seven. Uh, they're not going anywhere. I know Mike Tomlin never had a under five hundred record. He he wants to get that. He wants to go four and oh, he's like, you know, or I guess five and one to make sure he stays over five hundred for his career mm-hmm. each season. And you know what? Not a Steeler fan. I'm, I pull for the Bengals. Um, but I I like Mike Tomlin. I yeah, pull for Mike. You Tomlin. have to. He's a, seems like a good dude. The Steelers, you know, you can hate them, and I did used to hate them back when I was a Cowboy fan. I used to really hate them. But Chuck Noll, Bill Cowher, and Mike Tomlin in the last what fifty years? Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah, that just doesn't happen. That's an ownership group saying, you know what, we we got the right guy. We're just going to leave him alone. And when he wants to retire, Chuck Noll retired, Bill Cowher retired to go do TV. Mike Tomlin's going to be there until he wants to retire, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so good for him. Good win for the Steelers last night. Again, it doesn't matter a lot. The Bengals and the Ravens are both 7-4. and four. Uh, They're going to fight. The Ravens spit the bit again. We'll talk more about that as well. We'll talk uh, Kentucky basketball. They are hosting Bellarmine tonight. Louisville's 0-6. They're 0-6 against the spread, believe me, I know. And uh, they're hosting Maryland in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. 
which, by the way, we found out yesterday, this is the last year for the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Next year it'll be the ACC-SEC Challenge, and this is all about television and ESPN fractured relationship with the Big Ten. We'll talk about that and much more. We'll set the scene for the ACC Big Ten Challenge. A full six games tonight in that one, and two of those games happened last night. Did you know that? I I bet you didn't, but I'll give you the results. New uh, head coach at Auburn proves if you can coach, it doesn't matter what you do off the field. All that and more, you're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. So, uh, Rich Scangarello out as Kentucky football offensive coordinator. That breaking news uh, just released within the last 20 minutes or so. Uh, Obviously, the first name on everybody's lips is Liam Cohen. Bring back Liam. Well, Liam spurned you to go back and play with the Rams this year. He spurned you, right? I mean, the Rams' play calling is done by the head coach. John McVay is the architect of that offense. And now here the Rams sit, what are they, four and seven? Four and eight? Scooter's not going to help me with this. Not very good. They're not good. They lost to Kansas City 26 to 10. They're three and eight. I'm sorry. I gave them that fourth win prematurely. So naturally, you want the guy that helped you go 10 and two last year. The offense was crisp. Will Levis was throwing it all over the place. Chris Rodriguez was great. You got. Two receivers, at least two receivers that you want to keep in the fold. I'm going to throw Caddis the tight end there and say you got three with Dane Key and Barry on Brown. You want to keep these guys. Uh, how do you keep them? Bring in a guy that was very successful last year. Say, hey, we threw it all over the yard last year. We're going to do it again if I'm coming back. But I don't know if Liam Cohen wants to be jumping job to job to job over and over again. He had a great year at Kentucky. Great year. And then he decided the pasture was greener in Los Angeles. Maybe it is. Maybe even three and eight, the pasture is greener for Liam Cohen and his family in L.A. Who knows? But if you're Kentucky and you're Mark Stoops, you got to get the right offensive coordinator in there. And you got to get the right quarterback, too. This is all about the transfer portal everywhere now. Kentucky's losing guys. Louisville's losing guys. They're going to bring guys in. you got to bring in the right players. Kentucky's looking for a quarterback. And I know my buddy uh, Nick has, or Nick's been talking about DJ Onungalele or whatever the hell his name is. I hope he doesn't come. I can't pronounce it. <laughs> From Clemson, who's going to be benched. He's not going to be the starter next year. He's already in the portal, I'm assuming. Talk about Cade McNamara at Michigan. You're talking about big names here. Will Levis was not a big name, right? Will Levis, when he came to Kentucky, he was not the starting quarterback at Penn State that lost his job. He was the guy at Penn State that came in on third and one and ran it up the middle. That's who he was. He became a first-round draft pick in the last two years at Kentucky under Liam Cohen, and under Rich Scangarillo. That's the that's 
Nothing more than a truth or two. That's a fact. So sometimes it's better to go find somebody that you haven't heard of that will fit into what you want to do offensively. And the first order of business for Mark Stoops when he gets out of surgery today, find that new offensive coordinator. Find a guy that's going to find the guy. That's what you got to do. You found Liam Cohen who found Will Levis. You got to find the guy that's going to find the guy that will work in his system. That's it. Whether it's Liam Cohen or not, find the offensive coordinator who's going to find you that quarterback. Is that quarterback on the roster now? Probably not. We certainly, if you're a Kentucky fan, you didn't get excited during that South Carolina game when the backup started. You you prayed all year that your quarterback would be able to play. Will Levis would not get hurt. So where do you go from here? It's a long process in a short period of time. The transfer portal doesn't officially open until December 5th. Did you know that? December 5th. Which means these 1,900 guys, and that's approximately the number, have already announced that they're going into the portal, which is still seven days away. I guess you can announce it any time you want. Hey, Scooter, I'm in the portal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm announcing it. I, maybe i tweet it out later. I want to thank Dugan Ryan. I want to thank the late, great Douglas Wolverton. I want to thank Scooter, all my guests over the, the last several years, Tony Burke, Ed Peak. Tony will be in tomorrow, by the way. I want to thank them all, but I'm putting myself in the transfer portal. I'm waiting for, uh, you know, somebody in Columbus, Ohio, or Ann Arbor, Michigan. I want a big college town to call and, and bring me in. That's what I want as the new radio voice in that area. How about that? Got a preference? I'm in the portal. Well, if I had a preference, it would be, I don't know, UCF, maybe Orlando. Orlando's nice, right? I Miami. I wouldn't want Orlando. Miami, yeah. Orlando, Miami, no. Maybe. Jacksonville? No, you don't want Jacksonville. No? Uh, maybe I go work with Dion down at Jackson State or at Colorado. Is Dion going to Colorado? No. It, it, look, Dion's going to get plenty of offers. Colorado's not where you want to go. No. Let me let me throw this out to you, Dion. Eh, they're one in eleven. There are no good prospects at the University of Colorado right now. Not good. All right, Hugh Freeze, by the way, is the new head coach at Auburn. Former Liberty coach, former Ole Miss coach. Until he got caught using his campus-issued phone for uh, prostitutes. Well done. The married Hugh Freeze, by the way. But it's okay because if you can coach, and I say this all the time, we will, we will do a number on your past, and we will you, we'll hire a public relations guy, which Auburn has done, to handle the backlash from hiring a guy that was fired for what he was fired for at Ole Miss. Right? That's what you do. Because if you can coach, ask Rick Pitino. Ask Ime Udoka of the Celtics. He is serving a one-year suspension for inappropriate behavior with female employees in the Celtics organization. And the Nets wanted to hire him. And the Celtics didn't want compensation. They said, go ahead. 
We don't, you know, take him. The Nets finally backed down from that. So he's still suspended for it indefinitely for at least a year by the Boston Celtics until another team wants to hire him. And you know what he did last year? He took the Celtics to the NBA Finals. Somebody's going to want to hire him. If you can coach, you will find a job. It's that simple. It really is that simple. If they think you can make them better, if you're Auburn and you want to be back where you think you belong, where you were when Pat Dye was the coach, where you were when Cam Newton was the quarterback, then you're going to hire the guy, regardless of his personal off-the-field record, that gives you the best chance to win. And that's what Auburn's doing here. Part of the deal, I found this intriguing. Part of the deal is that his cell phone, his social media account, will be run by someone else, not himself. They took his social media account away from him. In other words, Hugh, we here's your money. Here's a bunch of cash. We want you to coach. One thing, though, uh, we don't want you tweeting. We don't want you on Facebook. We will uh, have someone tweet out under your name what we think is appropriate to tweet out because we don't want any miscues here. We don't want anything tweeted out that is even close to being controversial. Basically, we're taking your toys away. We're taking your toys away. Just come in here, coach, make us better, get us to the SEC title game, get us to the Iron Bowl against Alabama when it means something. So Hugh Freeze, who did a great job at Liberty, is at least on the field as a coach, did a great job at Ole Miss as a coach. It doesn't matter what you do off the field if the program thinks you can bring them back to prominence. Period. And Hugh Freeze is now the head coach at Auburn. Matt Rule is the new head coach at Nebraska. Now, Matt Rule doesn't have any off-the-field problem, but he was great at Baylor, not great in the NFL. And then Luke Fickle is the new head coach at Wisconsin. That one surprised me a little bit because Same. Cincinnati's going into the Big 12 next year. They're not staying in the AAC. You're going to be a Power 5 conference team that has a legitimate shot to get to the playoff when it becomes a 12-team playoff. I don't know if Luke Fickle didn't want to travel to have to go to Texas Tech and Baylor and Iowa State and Kansas State from Cincinnati. I get that. Maybe he didn't want – but, I mean, you made the trips to Tulane and Central Florida and Houston and places like that. Rather travel to those places yeah. than have to travel to Minnesota and yeah. Iowa. When you get to – guess what? It's cold in Wisconsin. Yeah. Right? You're going to have uh, November snow games in Minnesota and Penn State and places like that. Northwestern, Michigan State. Wisconsin, look, Wisconsin is almost every year going to be a contender in the Big Ten West. They just are. Ohio State's on the other side. Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, they're all on the other side. Wisconsin, who you got to deal with? You got to deal with Iowa. You got to deal with Purdue. I mean, Purdue's 8-4. and four. They won the Big Ten West. 
So Wisconsin, you're always going to have big, ugly offensive linemen who are great. If you got a quarterback, and they haven't recently, that can throw the football at all, you're going to be a contender. So I, I guess I kind of get it. It's a bigger stage. But once Cincinnati and Houston and, and these teams get to the Big 12, won't that be a bigger stage for them too? Because now you're eligible. You don't have to be Cincinnati group of five school that had to go undefeated to have a chance to get into the playoff last year, which they did and lost to Alabama 27-6, to if you remember. Now you just win your conference, you're going to be in. Especially when it goes to 12 playoff teams. So Luke Fickle's out at Cincinnati. All right, this whole Vince Merrow to Cincinnati thing, that's not going to happen. No. The only place I've seen that is on certain UK media members' Twitter feeds. Hey, Vince Merrill's a candidate. Hey, I've seen it three different places. You know where I haven't seen it? Any of the national predictions. Any of the national writers who give you four, five, six candidates, guess whose name's not on that list? Vince Merrill. That's the name that's not on that list. I think the UK gods are getting me. Start talking bad, and I get a frog in my throat. <laughs> Let's take a break, Scooter, because I'm going to have to cough this one out. We'll <laughs> come back, good. preview Kentucky and Bellarmine, Louisville and Maryland, and the ACC Big Ten Challenge. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Ass. Anywhere y'all, everywhere y'all, I heard it, I heard it, I heard it on the edge. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Adam Cartage. John Spears in studio, trying to suppress this nagging cough. My grandson is sick with uh, maybe RSV. He's four, and I spent six hours with him yesterday. Is that is that a bad idea? Mm, maybe so. Maybe because, so. Because uh, <clears throat> let me just say. <laughs> Uh, I'll be all right. All right, USA-Iran today, 2 o'clock. Who you got? It's pretty simple here. Uh, World Cup, USA wins, they advance. If they tie or lose, they're out. And if they tie or lose, this disappointment is its real in the United States of America. And I know it's a young team, and I know this team is really pointing toward the 2026 World Cup when they will be more mature and more, they will be more of veterans, they are young and they are talented. But if you can't beat Iran, it sets USA soccer back years. Here's all you need to know, John. Go ahead. USA! 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 Oh, USA! USA! I, I can't get enough of that. <laughs> By the way, the USA is minus 105 today, Scooter. What? We- if we're going to put it in terms of uh, of gambling, Iran I bet it at plus a hundred. Iran is plus two ninety five, and a draw or what we would in the states here call a tie is plus two thirty five. So minus one hundred five. I guess that's a pretty heavy favorite if Iran's plus two ninety five. 
What? Hold on. So yep. this morning when I bet it, USA was plus 100. I got it at that yesterday. And Iran was like plus 360 or something. Well, so now, how are both odds going down? That doesn't I make guess, sense. Uh, you know, here's what the experts are probably expecting. Iran only needs a tie to advance. Mm-hmm. All right? They're going to sit back. They're going to play defense. They are not going to let the U.S. Try not to let the U.S. get anywhere near the goal, near the uh, the goal box. And play defense. And and zero zero nil nil for Iran is just fine if you're an Iranian. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why draw draw is probably getting a whole lot of love right now. Well, that's the thing. The draw line hasn't moved. It was two thirty five this morning. So the, I'm just confused why Iran's line's going down and USA's line's going down, but the draw line's not moving. Um, that's a little bit concerning. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means. Because usually if if one team goes down, odds go down, one. the yeah. other one goes up. Absolutely. So but soccer's weird. That's this is why I don't like soccer. <laughs> one of the let me write this down. This is reason number six hundred and twelve I don't like soccer. There it is. <laughs> because both teams' odds just went up or down, whichever way they went. All right, ACC Big Ten Challenge. It's the last year for that. Uh basically the Big Ten has signed a contract with Fox and next year ESPN. You're not going to see any Big Ten football games on ESPN. And we know from experience, football runs everything. College In the college athletics world, even though this area that we are in right now is a basketball-centric area, Kentucky, Louisville, Indiana, even Purdue, who, by the way, it looks like one of the top teams in the country, it's about college basketball here. In North Carolina, Tobacco Road, it's about college basketball. Everywhere else in the country, it's about college football. So football runs everything. And with the Big Ten signing a deal with Fox and excluding ESPN next year, ESPN's response it now is, this is the last year of the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Next year, it'll be the ACC-SEC Challenge. Now, Mike Woodson was asked about it today. And I loved his answer. He said, "We're just, we'll just, that's fine. We'll find a team to play. We'll find a a top program to play. Maybe it'll be Kentucky. We're in talks with Kentucky anyway about getting the series back together. So instead of playing uh, an, an ACC school every year, we'll play Kentucky. I'm fine with that. I think everybody around here should be fine with that. Mm-hmm. And look, Louisville's still going to play Kentucky. Kentucky's not going to play Kansas anymore." That's the result of this. Kentucky's not going to play Kansas, but you know who they're going to play? They're going to play Duke, or they're going to play North Carolina. In the year they, in the years that they don't play Duke in the Champions Classic, which is always Duke, Kansas, Michigan State, Kentucky, then maybe they go to Cameron, or maybe Duke comes to Rupp. In the year that they don't play North Carolina in the CBS Sports Classic, which includes UCLA, North Carolina, Kentucky and Ohio State. The years they don't play Carolina in that, maybe they go to Chapel Hill, maybe Carolina comes to Rupp. This is not a bad thing. It's just different. Now, the Big Ten is going to be feel snubbed here. They're going to say, oh, we had a pretty good thing going here. In fact, six games on the docket tonight. This is not the big night. All right, Tomorrow's the varsity night. Yesterday was the freshman game. Uh, 
uh, Virginia and, Tech, who's seven and one, by the way, beat Minnesota sixty-seven to fifty-seven. In Northwestern's case, it was a seventh-grade game. And Pitt, who's five and three, walloped Northwestern eighty-seven to fifty-eight. So the ACC has a two-zero lead here after what was the freshman night. The JV night is tonight. Louisville will host Maryland. Penn State at Clemson. Syracuse at 16th-ranked Illinois. The late window, starting at 9 o'clock, is Wake Forest at Wisconsin, Georgia Tech at Iowa, Virginia at Michigan. That's a sneaky good game. Virginia's top five. And Michigan has struggled. I like Michigan tonight, by the way, getting the three and a half. I don't, uh, I'm not sure I need the points tonight. How about that, Scooter? You with me? Ballsy call. Yeah, not really. I'm not, a, I'm not a Michigan believer. Tomorrow's varsity night. And we'll talk more about this tomorrow, but Ohio State at Duke, two ranked teams. Purdue, who, by the way, went from 24th to 5th in the AP poll after their showing in the Phil Knight Legacy Classic. Purdue at Florida State. Florida State stinks almost as bad as Louisville. All right, Rutgers at Miami. That's a throwaway game. I'm, that's, I, I don't even know if that one's on TV. It doesn't, there's no listing for it. The late window, of course, Boston College at Nebraska. That sure moves the needle. But the other two games, Michigan State at Notre Dame, Sparty's ranked, and Carolina, Indiana. I know you're jacked up, Scooter, for this one. I am. Yeah, I, I wish it was under different pretenses. I wish. Do you wish Carolina was a still undefeated? I do, yeah. yeah. I, I want number one North Carolina coming in, yeah. not two loss, can't beat Iowa State North Carolina coming in. And you're telling me that uh, Trace Jackson Davis, who didn't play uh, the last game, is going to play. I uh, Everything I've heard, he's playing. Because yeah. I want him to play. I mean, if you're a basketball fan, you want to see. Yeah. This could be a great game. Indiana's undefeated. They've looked really good, mostly against subpar competition. I think Xavier's pretty good, and that was a road win. That's fairly impressive. Um, but you're going to know a lot more about this Indiana team after tomorrow night's game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. I mean, I feel like I already know this team, and so tomorrow's game may not sway my opinion one way or the other. I hate that we agree. But it's going to be a lot of fun. I hate that we agree. Because I really like this Indiana roster. Same. I really do. Uh, Xavier Johnson, whatever. I like the freshman. I like Miller. Look, Miller Cop's a specialist, but he's good at what he does. And if he's open, I always feel like it's going in. Mm-hmm. Race Thompson is a, a beast. And Trace Jackson Davis is a first-team All-American, and he's played like it when he's, when he's played. When Tamar Bates is rounding into his own in his sophomore year. Tamar Bates. Who saw that coming? Me. Who uh, of any significance saw that coming? He he had a baby this offseason, so he's got some motivation to play this year. Uh, that shouldn't He shouldn't need a baby to have motivation to play. That's true, but it doesn't hurt. All right, Bellarmine in Kentucky tonight. Uh, the It's 25 and a half. Now, this is a Bellarmine team that's coming off of a couple of thrashings over the weekend uh, in California against Loyola of Maramont, and then UCLA beat him 81-60. Justin Betts was hurt, didn't play in that game. I don't know if he plays tonight. I haven't read anything. Uh, but if he doesn't play, he's the glue to this team. He really is. He's a holdover from last year. He's graduated already. He, he had a year of eligibility, the COVID year, took advantage of it to stay at Bellarmine. 
Um, but they got manhandled by UCLA on the interior uh, the other night, and Kentucky should have the same success on the interior. They Bellarmine does a good job of covering spreads. They covered at Cameron against Duke. Now, they didn't cover against UCLA, and this is a higher number. I'm not sure why it's so high other than if Justin Betts doesn't play, Bellarmine's not nearly as good. I would look at it that way. Kentucky's 4-2. and two. They've beaten four bad teams, and they've lost to the only two decent teams they played. And, oh, by the way, we found out Gonzaga maybe not as impressive as we thought <sighs> up at the Phil Knight Legacy Classic. I mean, they got manhandled a couple of times. Um, so Kentucky's losses, while to good teams, they're turning into worse losses here. And I know, look, Gonzaga was a home game for Gonzaga regardless of where they played. So it's a it's a legitimate home uh, road loss there for Kentucky. Kentucky's going to have to prove it to me. They're going to have to prove it to me against good competition. And that that's not tonight. It's just not. Bellerman's great in the Atlantic Sun. I love what Scotty does. Uh, as Mick Cronin pointed out in the postgame the other night, uh, they're hard to play against. They are hard to play against because they run their stuff, and guess what? They're going to run it right, and you better defend it. I liked what Eric Musselman at Arkansas said. He watched, uh, before they played Louisville, he watched the Louisville Bellerman tape, and he said, man, I don't. we're not playing them. Eric Musselman flat out, Arkansas coach, said, we will not schedule that Bellarmine team. <laughs> I loved it. It, muck, it, muck, is, muck. it is a feather in the hat of, of Bellarmine and Scott Davenport that an SEC coach, who's a top 10 team at the time, would say in his press conference, that team is not coming to Fayetteville. We have no interest in playing those guys because I saw what can happen. If you – Made me bet this game tonight I would take Bellerman in the 25-and-a-half only because of the points. Kentucky's going to win this game. The, the question is, what's the, what's the spread going to be at the end of the game? Uh, I, it, it could be one of those backdoor covers where Bellerman Bellerman's going to play 40 minutes. And if UK puts in Brendan Canada and, and uh, all of these guys off the bench, Bellerman might end the game on an 8-0 run. I could also see this being like a 40-point Kentucky yeah, win as well. Yeah. Like I said, if you made me bet it, because I don't like it. I don't like it either way. Uh, but the Justin Betts injury, it's a big deal for Bellerman. Again, if you're the Knights, if you're Scotty Davenport, if he's hurt at all, look, I, we want him back for the Atlantic Sun uh, season. We don't care about this game. We just want to play. It's like he says in all of these games, we just want to play and get better. Bellerman's 2-5, and five, and they beat Louisville. So, I mean, they'll play anybody, anywhere. I love that about, about them. And, uh, yeah, now, once they become eligible to play in the postseason, maybe that changes a little bit because you got to win some games, right? But the bottom line is the Atlantic Sun's only getting one team in anyway, so you might as well, might as well play everybody and, and try to get better. Because you're not getting an at-large bid out of the Atlantic Sun Conference. The unfortunate thing for them, though, is they're, it's almost like a waste of time that they're playing this schedule to get better because by the time they get better and are able to get into the NCAA tournament, all these guys are going to be gone. Yeah, but it's fun. I mean, if it you're, if you're Justin Betts or Kurt Hope or any of these other Bellarmine guys and you get the schedule and you look at it and you go, man, we get to go to Clemson. We get to go to Cameron. We get to go to Pauley Pavilion. 
and and tour the UCLA campus and see all the John Wooden stuff and all this. We get to play on that court. We get to play at the Yum Center. We get to play at, at Rupp Arena. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. That's the mindset you have to have. That is absolutely the mindset you have to have. All right, Louisville, puncher's chance tonight. They are a 13-point underdog at home against Maryland. Maryland is 6-0. and um, Kevin Willard, first year on the job in uh, in College Park. I, I saw a great tweet from somebody yesterday. These teams are combined 6-6, six and six, so expect a war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's okay. All right, here's Maryland's schedule, Scooter. You ready for these six wins? Ready. Niagara, Western Carolina, Binghamton, all at home. At St. Louis by 28. At Miami of Florida, who's Louisville's next opponent, by the way, 88-70 to at Miami, and then a home win against Coppin State. The closest anyone has come to Maryland is the last game against Coppin State when they won by 16. <laughs> so they've crushed everybody they played, including Miami on the road, Uh and they're only a 13-point favorite. Is this easy money tonight? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I would venture I haven't seen them play, but I would venture to say Coppin State's probably better than Louisville. Wow, that's that's a if you just told me a year ago this is a statement you're going to make, I would never <laughs> would have believed that one. Um they got to get help from anybody not named L. Ellis. On they the did off, last on game. the offensive end. They did. And what happened? They lost. They ran out of gas. They ran out of gas against Texas Tech in the second game uh, in Maui. So I knew the third game, oh, that was ugly. That was ugly. I keep telling myself at some point they're going to put it together and not necessarily win, but just play a full 40-minute game, play good defense, don't turn the ball over as much, get some good looks at the basket on the offensive end from, for guys like Curry and guys like Withers. And, and trainer guys that you know should be able to score around the basket, Roosevelt Wheeler, and it just doesn't happen. And L. Ellis ends up at the end of the shot clock taking a thirty-five footer after he's had the ball in his hands for you know twenty-eight seconds of the shot clock. But the Cards are zero six against the spread. Kevin Willard back at uh, at the Yum Center, former Patino assistant. I didn't even get to the NFL by the way. Show's almost over. I didn't even get to the NFL. One quick question. Other than that Monday night game, I didn't get to. Before we get out, does Danny Manning being on the staff at UofL coming from Maryland, does that help them a little tonight? No. Didn't think so. No, because Kevin Willard's got a whole new system. In. Yeah. It has nothing to do with uh, Danny Manning. You know, these two teams were similar last year because they were pretty good and their coaches were a mess. Mark Turgeon was relieved of his duties in the middle of the season. Chris Mack, same thing. Uh, so they were kind of mirror images. Here's the problem. Here we are a year later, Maryland 6-0 and and ranked 22nd, and Louisville's 0-6 and just rank. See that play on words there? I got Pretty you. good, right? <laughs> uh, Kentucky, by the way, dropped to 19th after a single win last week and no losses. Everybody's jumping teams. Connecticut, Purdue. The AP poll went nuts. Houston's uh, number one for the first time since 1983 in the Associated Press poll. Wow. Tony Perk. Tony Perk? 
Tony Burke joins me in studio tomorrow. I think I'm getting sick. I'm coming down with something. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Go USA! I was uncomfortable over there.